Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Um, what's wrong with our tertiary education system? It seems to be going to hell in a handcart, um, as are our fisheries stocks. Uh, but what can we bring back from our favourite foods now that CCs and... Uh, classic Coke and all those things seem to be coming back. Uh, the big news yesterday, of course, is this uh, weird beehive creeper situation. I don't know. The, it, to me, it just leaves me just about speechless. You've got the Speaker of the House will say that this somebody's done this three times and he's done nothing about it. Hmm. And these people are supposed to be the... You know, the leaders of our country, and yep. I heard an earlier interview with our current Prime Minister who said she's been, she's never had, well, to my mind, she's never had a real job. She's always worked in the political arena. She's worked in Parliament as a staffer, you know, for some political, well, for the political party. And then she ends up Prime Minister. Has she never seen any of this toxic stuff going on? She's mm. done nothing about it. Uh, you know, if it's so blatant, she's been there for that long and she's blind. Mm. Well, to to give her her due, Debbie Francis actually says in her report the majority of Parliament is well-functioning and decent society, but there's a very small minority who are pretty bad eggs. So it is possible, therefore, um, you know... That Jacinda's been blind for 25 years? Mm. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And, you know, I I mean, and that's the time. She's been blind for 20 years. She hasn't seen any of this. And now she's sort of, oh, my God, is this going on? But everybody else is saying, Trevor Mallard's saying, Mm. you know, this three-rape thing. And Winston Peters saying, oh, we all knew about it, but we've done nothing about it. I know. It's, it's atrocious. It's a horrific. It's horrific. It is absolutely horrific. Yeah, yeah really ugly, ugly day uh, for politics in New Zealand, in a way. Um, yeah, what the hell's going on here? Does Paula Bennett know? Now that this person has been stood down, are you happy with the outcome? Oh, I just think that um, potentially a lot of harm has been caused in the last few weeks as we've, um, if you use Trevor Mallard's words, we've had a known rapist um, amongst us and I can't believe that they were left in the job um, like that and that we had a pattern of behaviour that has come through and we've only known about it because of the report. So look, of course I'm pleased that staff are safe, that's actually what I care about the most but I can't kind of believe how we've got to this place to be honest I mean to be fair to Trevor Mallard and uh, Debbie Francis they gave the assurance that anybody who spoke to this report spoke on the condition of anonymity and that it wouldn't go any further so how could they take it further it certainly, I absolutely advocate um, for those um, victims not to be named, and I think it should be victim-led. However, police can investigate without the names of victims and can investigate a complaint from another party, and I believe they should have been brought in to look at it. Now, that might be hard to get a prosecution, but there are all different levels of investigation, and it's quite handy having a Crown prosecutor as a boss, I can tell you, as a leader, who knows a lot about this, and um, and. Judith Collins has spoken to me as well, and I was a Minister of Police. Police could have been brought in. Um, These women were interviewed. I think once you've seen a pattern of behaviour and they're still in your workplace, they um, they should have taken other actions. Do you think there is a duty of care to um, other women around the precinct? I absolutely think there's a duty of care. I think that there are, well, I know that there's a whole lot of people that are feeling unsafe. Jeepers, if you can't just... um... Quietly go about your business in the beehive. Where can you?
boy. Um, let's look at uh, life uh, after school now. Um, post college, pre real life. It's right, tertiary study. It's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? Well, according to Tim Dower, it is anyway. He was standing in for Kate yesterday. Nowhere near as good for today's students. Sure, you come out with a degree if you finish, and in theory, better job prospects, but you also come out with a liability. And that is this great big debt, tens of thousands for many, and it takes years, literally, to pay that off. So, as we've heard this morning just now, there's evidence student loans are a drag and a stress even while people are studying. And you know what? I have always wondered if we've been shooting ourselves in the foot with this. What we're doing is dumping young people, mostly in their 20s, with a burden which can only hold them back at a time when surely... What we want is for them to be getting a start, saving up for a home, for example, setting themselves up in business. We've also created a vast, expensive and unwieldy tertiary education system. Fit for purpose? I don't know. Bums on seats? Oh, yeah. And you've got to wonder about the actual value being delivered by some of these courses. Ask an employer and what they'll say is what we really need is fewer long academic courses and a lot more practical skills training. Ask most students and they'll tell you they really don't need five months off every year. They'd rather work more intensively, get the job done in a couple of years, not three or four, or just one if that's all it needs. What this research is telling us is there's mounting evidence we need a real rethink of the whole tertiary system. We need to be a lot more honest about it. And we need to say that some jobs just don't need a degree. Some kids don't need a degree. And it is, by the way, OK to get your hands dirty for a living. Or um, you could uh, host imaginary radio shows in the middle of the night in a room by yourself, which doesn't really require getting your hands dirty. Um, you just feel a bit dirty about it. Um, fishing, that's, that's a job that gets your hands dirty, but unfortunately there's nothing much left to fish anymore. If we do know what the biomass was of, you know, 1925 Horeki Gulf fishing, how did we get it? Who counted it? You know, anecdotally, there have always been more fish in the sea. Every generation will tell you that. And the old adage that there's plenty more fish in the sea isn't true unless you preserve the fish stock. So if you want to say common sense tells us that we need to preserve the fish stock, common sense tells us that pollutant runoff has plundered the fish stock, fine. But please don't use numbers when you have no idea. Because that just makes everything else that follows irrelevant, really. I have a real issue with, with stats. You know, that how, how do you measure them? We had this the other day when we were talking about um, instances of family and sexual violence. So many people, so many texters didn't believe the numbers. I'm like, well, I suppose you have to believe them when you're talking about cross-agencies. But no wonder people don't believe numbers, stats and percentages. I believe utterly in protecting, preserving, sustaining our fish stocks. But let's do that based on a common sense approach to safeguarding the sea and its inhabitants, rather than relying on utterly meaningless figures, stats and percentages. I remember a quote from our maths book back in, gosh, about Form 2, which shows how long ago it was, 
and it was a drunk man uses statistics. No, people use people use statistics like a drunk man uses a lamppost for support rather than illumination, and that's kind of what we've got here. It's to support an argument, but not necessarily illuminate it at all. I always think you're in dangerous territory uh, if you're using expressions about drunk people and you can't quite remember what they are, which literally happens to me every time. Uh, We're going to finish off here uh, bringing back uh, foods from our past. Uh, This is because uh, they're bringing back CCs, apparently, and not before time. I jumped back in the car, and just as I turned the radio on, you're talking about the walls balls, and it's just just gone on from there because, oh, they were great for starters. I can picture them in my mind now. And then uh, your next call about the chickadee burgers and and hot dogs. Now, I, I don't know who made them, but they were local because I used to work at the place where we printed the wrappers for those. Wow. And... Then your next man on the, the sukiyaki ball in the bag. Yeah, that was, I, I remember the advert. It was something like sukiyaki underwater, and they were doing a little, because um, they had a, a Japanese submarine, and these guys were looking through their periscope and salivating at the sukiyaki underwater because they'd been trapped in their submarine. And there's, there's one I'll add to the mix now. Um, I can't remember the exact name. I think it was a joy drink. And it was the bottle was a plastic blow molded clown. You used to cut the, the spout at the top of the head, and you cut that off and and suck the juice out through that. Now, I remember particularly because the juice itself was quite disgusting. But um, my father knew a guy who was a quadruple amputee, and he used to do a lot of mouth painting. And he actually got two of those empty bottles and he painted the clowns up with his mouth. And um, we turned them into uh, Christmas tree decorations, and I think I've still got them some. And that right there is the beauty of Talkback Radio. That's what that's what you wait for. I don't know what to make of it. Don't know what to think about it. Uh, but boy, oh boy, it's something. I am Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB for Thursday. It was something. We'll be back with something else tomorrow. See you then. 